Welcome to Your Gift is in Your Healing, the podcast. I am your host, Latreya. Whether you are new to the podcast or a returning listener, thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey girl, hey. Hope everybody had a great week. Um, We are still just kind of tired and recovering from this busy week that we've had from, I guess it all started last Saturday uh, when we moved our son and then we got the home office together, which we finally, finally uh, finished the final touches on that last night, put up the curtains and uh, Deborah hung the last of the pictures that we had. So uh, we were kind of winding down from that. And then today... I hosted my very first workshop, Beauty from Ashes, which was um, just amazing. Uh, The Beauty from Ashes is a vision board based workshop, but instead of uh, envisioning what you want for your future, what you're doing is you're reflecting on those things that have caused you pain or trauma in the past, and those things would be considered your ashes. And so basically you're building your beauty um, and your journey to your ultimate goal on the poster board. So while the idea is that of the vision board, it's much more emotional. It's much more, um, I'd say spirit driven. The We had a very small group, uh, less than 10 women attended virtually, and it was a fulfilling um, event. My spirit was filled. I got emotional, which, you know, I think, um, and I mentioned this to my wife earlier today, I think in walking in my spiritual journey, Uh, within this last year has made me more emotional and more in tune with my emotions. Uh, I used to be very sensitive, but I would not cry. Like I could say what I needed to say, say what I wanted to say. I could take, you know, take it with the best of them, but I would just would not cry. But, you know, here in the last couple of months, I find myself getting very emotional over things. And, And that's not a bad thing. That just means that I'm really in tune with who I'm becoming spiritually. So I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed for that. Um, When I tell you guys I have been through a transformation, I have been through a transformation and I am so blessed to be standing on the other side of that transformation. Uh, I woke up this morning. uh, This was my first uh, event of this nature. And I woke up this morning. I did my meditation. I did my prayer. I did my um, my sound bowl. (laughs) I did my journaling. And in my journal, um, I said specifically, give me put in me. What did I say? I asked for strength and guidance to be able to deliver my message so that at least so that at least one person receives it. Um, And I was given that at least three times over. So I'm grateful for the ladies that attended the event. um, And I can't wait to host the next one, which I think um, not. I think I know that's another thing I realized about myself Um, when I started going through this uh, before this this journey that uh, this next journey that I'm on in my life. I did a lot of I think I'm going to do this or yeah, I'm thinking about, but now I do it. And then I talk about it. So when I talk about it, it's not a thought it's a, it's done. So I'm going to be hosting another workshop in January called self-care ain't selfish. And if you've not subscribed to the newsletter on my website, please, please uh, do so. So that way you can stay informed of all of the workshops that I have coming up. And so you can also stay informed of when I launch um, the new journal that I'm actually working on. Um, I have one more page that I need to finish, and I think I'm going to stay up tonight and finish that um, and get that off to 
the printer so I can get those back within the next couple of days and I can drop those for Black Friday. So I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, sign up to the newsletter on my website, your gift is in your healing. Um, Dot com and you will be able to stay informed and be uh, one of the first people to know about uh, things like the workshops and if I drop a new journal um, and things like that. So how was your week? Did you have a good week? Um, I hope your week was good. Next week, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Uh, this is going to be a new kind of Thanksgiving ritual for my wife and I. This will be the first time that there are no children at home. Um, and with COVID and my oldest son moving out, he's been gone now for a week. Um, we're going to have to kind of pack him a plate like we do with our golden girls. Um, our golden girls are my mom, my mother-in-laws. Um, and so Thanksgiving and Christmas, we cook dinner and we pack their plates and we take it over to them. So he's going to be included on the, li on the dinner delivery uh, list. So yeah, and we're not doing anything traditional. We're staying away from the traditional this year because it's so not a traditional holiday with COVID still, um, COVID cases still on the rise in this area. Uh, it's just non-traditional. So I think we're going to do like baked chicken. Uh, we talked about doing some um, some ribs um, and just some not normal sides for Thanksgiving. Um Nonetheless, it's going to be a great time. We'll probably just be home watching football and watching movies and just enjoying our first Thanksgiving um, solo. I guess it's something we should get used to, right? <laughs> so I hope everybody, you know, has some safe plans uh, in place for Thanksgiving for themselves and their family. I know everyone is missing their family, but please, please, please remember Thanksgiving is but one day. Please don't jeopardize your family members, especially the older members of your family, simply for a piece of sweet potato pie. It's not worth it. You guys can do a Zoom uh, Thanksgiving, uh, virtual Thanksgiving, just to be mindful of keeping yourself and your family members safe. You love your family, protect your family. Stay away. That needs to be said over and over again, because there's just some people who are just still not adhering to guidelines. There's still some people who refuse to wear their mask on their faces when they're in public places. There's still people who continuously walk around with their mask under their nose. Dear people, I want you guys to know your nostrils are connected to your lungs. When you breathe in through your nostrils, it's still going in your lungs. So just putting the mask on your face is not stopping you from getting anything respiratory. Just keep that in mind. So let's get started with this week's podcast. As always, I am going to start with a affirmation. This week's affirmation, I am a creator. Everything around me began as a thought. My clothes, my home, and even the roads I drive on were just once thoughts. When I take the time to contemplate my surroundings, I grasp all of the thoughts that took place to create the world. Likewise, my thoughts have created things my thoughts create my actions and thereby create my life as I know it. Therefore, I strive and I strive to think about my desires optimistically. I am a creator. Please take that affirmation with you through your journey this week. Please include this affirmation with your meditation this week. We are all creators in our own right. We have all created a safe space for ourselves. We created homes for ourselves. Um, and we have just created our own, you know, we've created our families, our friends. So just take that affirmation with you. Um, and this kind of leads me into what I will be talking about today. Um, 
today's uh, workshop and uh, just some milestones that occurred this week kind of drove me um, in the direction of doing this podcast. So the episode um, for this week is Your Vibe Attracts Your Tribe. And just a little backstory on how I got to this week's episode. Um, this week was the, actually last week was the anniversary, um, a one year anniversary of my really good sister friend passing away. Um, this week, actually today is the one year anniversary of when she was buried. This actually coincides with me being contacted last week by my really good friend Enid, uh, who passed away some years ago. Her husband had reached out to me, um, her, her ex-husband, um, had reached out to me and said that he was going through some of her things that he had kept um, over the years and had found some uh, letters and pictures and cards that I had sent to her throughout the years, pictures of my youngest son, uh, cards that I had sent her when she was uh, stationed overseas in Japan, um, letters that I had written her, um, and he wanted to know if I wanted them. And of course, I wanted to keep them, but in receiving them on, he actually brought them over on yesterday, in receiving them on yesterday and then also um, reliving uh, Kina's passing, her untimely passing and her funeral, kind of drum up, drummed up some, you know, some emotions because, of course, these were women that were like my sisters. Um, and then just, you know, acknowledging once again the loss of them became very emotional to me. So that's something that I had to do this week was to learn how to process with grief because it doesn't go away. It comes back. So we have to learn to deal with it and process it, process it in each phase that it comes. But instead of being sad this week or remaining sad this week, because I did have some a couple of sad moments, but um, what it brought me back to was these women were core, core pieces of my tribe. Um, growing up, uh, my mom had a sizable group of women that she was close to. Um, and these women were awarded the titles of aunties to my brother um, and my sister and I. These women have been a part of my life since I was in elementary school. And as a kid, I always was like, you know, I want friends like that when I grow up. So uh, Auntie Dreamer, Auntie Cheryl, Auntie Gail, and Auntie Cynthia were her tribe. Um, through elementary school, middle school, and high school, though, I didn't have close girlfriends. I mean, there were girls that I was cool with and that I hung out with, but none of them I would have or could have considered my tribe. You know, I didn't have a good uh, experience trying to make friends in high school. I just didn't fit in. Um, and I tried to fit in, but I just didn't. You know, my brother was popular for one reason or another. And my sister was popular for another one reason or other. And I was just known as, oh, you're Nikki and Greg's sister. So I wasn't, I wasn't popular. I kind of was just regular. I was just there. Um, and so I really didn't. And then I was, I, I wasn't awkward. I was very insecure. My self-esteem was very low. So I was not going to put myself out there to try to become friends with people. Um, unfortunately, some of, you know, we know how high school girls are. Some of them just ain't nice. Um, and I just didn't want to be a part of that. Um, I found myself defending myself in high school a lot. Um, my name was put in some he said, she said stuff simply because I was quiet and people thought that I was a pushover, which was far from the truth. So uh, those people kind of learned uh, rather quickly that I wasn't the one to be messed with. I just stayed to myself. Um, so, again, I, I really wasn't big in, into finding friends. And truth be told, I really didn't become it wasn't until I was stationed in San Diego 
uh, that I did start finding the women who would forever become part of my tribe. So um, in no particular order whatsoever, I kind of want to just talk about my tribe. You know, each of these women bring a certain um, energy to my life. You know, um, they check me when I need to be checked. Um, they come to me, some of them come to me when they need advice and some of them don't because they know sometimes I can just be a little extra. Um, but at the end of the day, we love each other and we all are very supportive of each other. Um, when I first got to San Diego, I met a young man within a few days of me arriving on base and within a few weeks, he and I started dating. Uh, this young man would eventually become the father of my oldest son. And anyway, one day he mentioned that he wanted me to meet one of his homeboy's girlfriends because she was kind of new on the base and really didn't know too many of the other girls. So I said, cool. And we ended up going in the stairwell to hang out with them. And I know, don't laugh. Uh, we just hung out in the stairwell because sometimes that's just, it was quiet there. So, you know, we just kind of hung out in the stairwell and that young lady was Enid. And when I met her, we immediately clicked and from that day on, every time she saw me, she would just greet me with, hey, girly, hey, girly, what are you doing? Let's go to the mall. And Enid was all of, Enid wasn't even five feet tall. I want to say maybe 410, 411. Um, Puerto Rican and Dominican, Spitfire will tell you like it is, but just a very sensitive but loving, loving woman. And first time being away from home, you know, she had some struggles. I had some struggles and we just kind of formed a sisterhood with each other. Um, I protected her. She protected me. She looked out for me. I looked out for her. Um, and like sisters do, and I mentioned this on, on one of my previous podcasts, we had our problems, but our, our problems had less to do with us as individuals than it did with our growing pains individually. Um, so she had her own struggles that she was dealing with. I had my own struggles that I was dealing with. And unfortunately, we were both dealing with them at, the, at a time where we were also trying to define our, our, our womanhood and, and come into who we were. So we went probably my entire pregnancy, nine months of not speaking. And coincidentally, she worked on the OBGYN floor um, and when I went to deliver uh, my oldest son, when I delivered Dayon, she wasn't there. Um, so I got admitted on a Thursday and then I ended up going home on Saturday. She ended up working Saturday night. So I didn't see her at all because I got discharged like Saturday afternoon. And so um, she said she came in on Saturday evening and she saw my name was on the board and she went to go rush to the room. And they were like, oh, she left already. And she was like, oh my God, she had the baby. Um, and then she had reached out to me and she, you know, she said, I'm, I missed you and I'm sorry for whatever role I played and, you know, and us not speaking and congratulations. I'm, I'm glad you had the baby. I heard he was healthy, which he was, he was nine pounds, one ounce when he was born. He was a very healthy baby. Yes. I ate, um, very well. <laughs> Um, but after, you know, after I had day on, she and I kind of reconnected and we just picked up where we left off because that's just what sisters do. You get cussing, fussing and fall down and fight with your sister and y'all cannot speak for months. And then all it takes is something to happen or one of you guys just say, you know what, enough is enough. 
and you reach out and then you just kind of pick up where you left off. And when we picked up from where we left off, we were inseparable um, until she became sick. And again, I discussed this on the Breast Cancer Awareness, uh, Domestic Violence Awareness podcast, so I won't revisit that. But um, our sisterhood was amazing. Like I would work, um, if I had to work late, she would pick Dayon up from daycare, take him back to my apartment, feed him, give him a bath, um, get him ready for bed. And then I wasn't driving then. So she would then turn around and come pick me up and take me, take me home. Um, between her and then my other friend D, they would go to the grocery store. Like these girls, like when I say that these, these girls really showed me what being a friend and a sisterhood were, um, for, for a, a family that you're creating on your own, not a family that you're born into, you know, but a family, you know, the, these girls were just amazing. And Enid, I remember when, one day she came to the hospital and I was getting ready to get off work and she had this really cute, um, I won't say Gucci, it wasn't Gucci. It was a cute guest, like little, little small, like guest patent leather shopper. And she had one, it was burgundy, I think. Yeah, it was bur hers was burgundy and gold with the guest symbol on it on one side. And then on the other side, it said guest. So she walks in the clinic and she's got this, this bag swinging in the crook of her arm. And I was like, oh, we got a new bag. That's cute. She was like, ain't it though? Ain't it? So she's showing it off. I said, that's enough. You don't have to show it, show it off. She said, girl, I got you one in the, in the car. You know, I wasn't going to forget about you. So that's the kind of sisterhood that we had. It's like, I would go out to the store and see somebody like, oh, I know she'll want that. Um, and she would do the same thing for me. And, you know, she left to, when I got out of the Navy, you know, she, she left before me and she ended up being stationed in Japan. And then I was discharged. I got out and then I moved back home. And so we kept in contact while she was in Japan. She told me about this new guy she met who ended up becoming her husband, Dwayne. Um, she sent me pictures of when she was uh, pregnant with their daughter, Alicia. And then by the grace of God, she ended up being, uh, she got out. I think they got out. No, she got out. Dwayne stayed in and they ended up moving five minutes from my house um, in Maryland. So, um, so she was literally up the street and I would come over. I would call me and her would be on the phone. We would get the kids together. Um, the, in the pictures that he brought over were some pictures that she had took um, at her daughter's first birthday party at the Chuck E. Cheese is actually still there. So we went when that Chuck E. Cheese was first built for her first birthday. And so the pictures of her and then my two boys and, and you know, of her daughter and then my two sons at the table. And then me and Enid just started up some wonderful memories of just the fun she and I used to have. Um, and I'm just so grateful for her starting that tribe, you know, being a core member of my tribe. Um, another core member of my tribe um, was Lisa, is Lisa. Lisa is still a very pivotal member of my tribe. Um, I met Lisa also in the military. Um, I met her when I was in hospital corpsman school and she was just one of the more seasoned shipmates um, that she just had this, this energy about her that you just had to simply just give her respect simply because of who she was. Um, when I met her, she had already been in the military some years and I believe had already been out on a ship. So just that, you know, a female on a ship, which was, you know, rare back then, but just to know that she was able to hold her own and then come into a different field. She just, that level of respect that she just garnered from people was just amazing. And it was just amazing to see how people interacted with her. And she came with this like mother energy. 
So people just called her Mama Lisa. Um, and, and and she just kind of went with it because that's just that was just her vibe. You know, she was Mama Lisa. And she <laughs> when Enid worked on the OBGYN floor, Lisa worked in the NICU. So when I had day on, they somebody somehow got to her that I was had that I had the baby, and I never forget. Um, in my hospital room, the doctors, I had my legs up in the stirrups. I'm numb from the waist down because um, they gave me an epidural and because they had to induce me because he was two weeks late. And so I'm in the hospital bed, legs and syrups. Doctors, doctor has the, the sheet over his head. He's, you know, doing what he needs to do to get day on out. And here comes the curtain. Shloop. And it's Lisa. Hey, girl, you having a baby? I'm like, yeah. Can you close the curtain, please? But that's just the type of person that Lisa is. She just comes in in the middle of stuff. And she's going to tell you how it is, whether you want to hear it or not. And that's one of the things I love about her. Is she does not sugarcoat anything. She was one of the first females to kind of check me. Uh, and not check me in a disrespectful way, but check me in a loving way to let me know, number one, I love you. And number, number two, I'm not here for your shit. So if you're going to come to me and ask me to do something for you, I need to know why you need me to do it. I need to know why you have put yourself in this position and then why, what are you going to do to prevent yourself from being put in this position? So that's why Lisa was mama Lisa. Cause she say stuff to you that only your mommy or your favorite um, auntie would say. <laughs> so, and to this day, Lisa and I, that's my sister. You know, that's my sister. Um, my wife knew that I was struggling with, um, having to having our oldest son leave home and be out on his own. And she called Lisa because she knows what Lisa means to me. And, you know, she's, you know, and told Lisa what was going on. And Lisa kind of just had the conversation with me of he's 25. It's time for him to fly. You've done everything you need to do. You just have to um, rest in the fact that you have given him everything he needs to, to go to the next level. Now you have to let him go and go to this level. And if he falls, he knows how to call you, but you have to let him be a man on his own. And just to hear her say that, because she's that Dayon was her baby before she had, you know, babies, um, before she had her two daughters, um, she would watch him and <laughs> he was born with like this whole head of hair. And I went to go, she had kept them one weekend when I had to work and I went to go pick him up and she had somehow got my baby's huge bush into this little ponytail. And I swear, I don't know how she did it. Um, but she would, and then she would get him to sleep her favorite song to sing to him was Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. So every time she hears that song, she'll be like, I heard me and Dayon's song. And when I hear it, I always think about her um, and him. And, and, you know, and just, and, and they, my youngest son will call her out of the blue. Dante will call Auntie Lisa and just have conversations with her. And, it, you know, and after 20, what, 27 years? Jesus, we've been together. We've been sisters, yes, together in each other's lives, sisters for 27 years, probably a little longer, but I'm going to say 27. And, you know, thanks to Facebook, because, you know, when you're in the military, you move around a lot and we lost contact. But thanks to Facebook, we've been able to reconnect. I've been able to keep up on what's going on with her girls. She's been able to keep up with what's going on with the boys. And, you know, she has just been a pivotal part of my life. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for her. And then, um, another member of my tribe, Kina became the third core member of my tribe when I responded to a Yahoo ad, personals ad for a couple, a lesbian couple looking for another lesbian couple to be friends with. 
because in the early 90s, it was really hard to, not early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. It was kind of hard to kind of, you know, find a couple friends that were drama free and didn't have no mess with them and weren't even trying to, they weren't in the swinging and, and, and swapping girlfriends. And so I responded to an ad and we agreed to meet up at uh, the hung jury on a Thursday night. Yeah. We met up on the hung jury and maybe it was a Friday night. I don't know. But we met up at the hung jury and she came with her then girlfriend, Tanya. And then I came with um, my then girlfriend, Tasha, and we met and we hit it off. And we have, I mean, that was my yaya. She, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a year since she passed away, but me and that girl have had some capers. (laughs) We have had some conversations. We have had some some uh we've had it all you know we've had it we we had a mix of it all and um just to know that it started from responding to an ad that i ended up having this lifelong sister and you know unfortunately things happened that prevented us from being in each other's lives the last year but maybe um there was a reason behind that i don't know and i'm not going to question it but i am thankful for the 20 something years that we had before that, because we had some years. Uh, we remember um, going, it was a time where you didn't see me without her and you didn't see her without me. And people would see her and be like, where's your sister? Or people would see me and say the same thing. So we really were sisters. Like we changed, we exchanged clothes. We would call each other about rap, oh, rap music, oh, trap music. She was the trap music queen. she was the trap music queen two chains two chains two chains and future yes she was a trap music queen and if it wasn't trap music it was house music you throw some house music on and this woman would dance like there was no tomorrow i mean between those two genres of music we stayed on the dance floor house music was her her thing um, you already knew if you walked in a club and house music was playing, you was going to see her on the floor just tearing it up. OK. And, you know, it's our sisterhood. We spent Thanksgiving together. <coughs> Excuse me. Holidays together. Um, just everything. Just, you know, and it's just shocking to realize that, you know, that in 2020 that she's not here. And, you know, I'm at peace and. You know, it's just, wow, like I said, it's just hard to believe that she's not here, but I miss her and I love her. And I'm appreciative of the sisterhood that we had. I really am. Um, And then my next member, next two members of my tribe are Keisha and Tish. So Keisha, I actually met through Kina and she kind of became like our adopted little sister. So, you know, Keisha being younger than us uh, came, would come to me with questions and and, and just talk and, you know, just want an insight on stuff. And sometimes she's that little sister that you just want to pluck because she's so hard-headed. Um, but just a testament of our sisterhood. Um, when my wife and I started dating, Keisha was married. And Keisha's wife um, had some struggles and we weren't, we didn't know. Nobody knew. Um, and one day she passed away. Um, actually on their wedding anniversary, they had gotten married and on their six year wedding anniversary, LaFawn had lost her, um, her battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I immediately was up the street, even though that was around the time that I was planning my wedding, I, I, I dropped all of that because my sister needed me. So Tish who lives in, um, Florida in, um, 
near St. St. Petersburg flew up and, and we were right there for her to support that, to support her through that. And, you know, just again, a test, a testament of our sisterhood is we don't have to talk to each other every day because we know that, you know, everybody has lives and everything, everybody has things going on, but when you need us, we're here, you know, and then Tish, we met Tish, Keisha and I met Tish, over 10 years ago, because we used to pride hop, <laughs> we had gone to Orlando Black Pride for Keisha's, was it Keisha's birthday? I think it was Keisha's birthday. Her birthday is in May. So we went to Orlando Black Pride and we went to Pulse. I'll never forget, um, the bartender said that drinks at the bar were a penny. So they sent me to the bar, go to the bar, get drinks, go to the bar, get drinks. So I go to the bar and I get drinks and I turn around and there's this beautiful woman standing behind me and we just strike up a conversation and it ends up being Tish. And come to find out, Tish used to live here in DC when she was married to her husband. They lived in the same uh, military housing barracks that Enid and Dwayne ended up moving to. And you can't tell me about coincidences because I know that that is a connection and you can't tell me otherwise. So in addition to those wonderful members of my tribe, I've since inherited within the last, I want to say year or so, um, additional members of my tribe, because, you know, when you're at different points in your life, you have different members um, who come for different purposes. So I've inherited another little sister in my tribe, Mika, who I actually met her through my wife, Deborah, um, who they met through a Facebook group that they were all in. And so we have become essentially her and her wife's um, big sisters. But, you know, Mika is like that little sister songbird, you know, that, you know, you just love and you just want to love up on. And so Mika has become my little sister. My sissy boo is what we call each other. And I just adore her and I just adore her spirit and her energy. And then the last two members of my tribe um, that I recently um, have added to my tribe are uh, Eliana, who has her own platform, uh, women empowerment platform, and then Minister Cat uh, or Cat Cat, who um, also has her own women empowerment platform. And these two women um, attended the workshop that I hosted yesterday, and just to be in that sisterhood, and uh, Mika attended also, but just to be able to connect in such an intimate way to kind of have just discussions, it's like, you know, I dubbed us the, what did I call us? The spiritual superpower sisters or something of that nature, because the three of us have these wonderful platforms that, you know, reach out and, you know, support women and build women up, but we do it all in our each individual special God-given way. Um, and we do it in a way that is not stepping on each other's toes or if anything is enriching, you know, it's enriching each of our platforms and just to be able to connect with women who um, are walking the same path I am. They both are ministers. Um, so they add a different um spiritual component, you know, to, to my life. Um, and, you know, I've said this before, I feel I'm walking on, on a spiritual journey right now. And it seems like it was necessary for certain people to be placed to kind of help me put together some pieces that were not familiar or put together some pieces that I couldn't figure out, um, quite how they fit. 
I encourage you to check out Eliana's platform, which is her next chapter. And she also has an amazing, amazing podcast as well that's called And Then There's That. And you can also find that on Spotify or Anchor.fm. And then Kat also has her platform, Randomly Speaking, which you can check her out on Facebook. I want to say it's every Friday and sometimes she does every other Friday. But look her up, Randomly Speaking, and just get a taste of what they um, are offering as well. I'm sure you will absolutely enjoy them. Um, but yeah, that's just my tribe. And, you know, and I love them and I adore each and every one of them. And I cherish my memories and my, uh, of my my two uh, beautiful sisters that have gone before us. And I'm just so grateful to have wonderful women like them in, our, in my life. Because each of these women are very powerful and very inspiring and very, you know, the different levels of energy and, and encouragement and inspiration that they bring to my life. It's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, I just, I, I just, I cannot um, speak enough of these women and just, you know, the impact that they've had on my life. Um, so if you have sisters out there, your tribe, uh, don't wait until it's too late to give them their flowers, give them their flowers on a daily basis. They will appreciate it. I'm just grateful. I'm just blessed. I know there's a lot of women who don't know what real sisterhood feels like. Um, and don't fret, it's out there, but you just have to kind of let it, you know, happen naturally. Um, and I'm just grateful for those women. And I hope you celebrate your tribe um, on a regular basis. I know it's hard to not see them, um, but just check them out. Send them a message. Let them know you love them. Uh, and with that, you guys be blessed. Have a good night and I'll talk to you later.